Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I am your host, Graham Eels, and we have a very special day today. And I'm with my buddy, Lyndon. How are you doing, Lyndon? You know, all things considered, I'm pretty good, Graham. Well, just to let everyone know, we've taken our precautions. Um, we're set up a long distance away from each other so that we won't be infecting each other. And we're just going to be talking about COVID-19 and what it's like being quarantined. So first, I just wanted to go over um, COVID-19. It's a type of coronavirus that started in Wuhan, China. They think that it came from animals to people in the market, like selling bats or whatever, because it isn't properly cleaned and maintained. And that's the assumption that jumped from the animals to the humans. Lyndon, do you have something to add? Um... Yeah, just one other thing about those markets, um, you know, because I've looked into them a little bit, and it seems like it's beyond just, um, like, lack of cleaning. It's like they'll literally have, like, a cage of chickens that has a wire floor on top of a cage of something else, and the chickens are just, like, shitting on whatever's under them. Like, and that's just one example. So it's, like, really not a properly it's- maintained area you know, in terms of disease risk. Yeah, when you're thinking of having places where humans are coming to buy food, it is definitely not properly sanitized or maintained to normal regulations that you would see in Canada yeah, or, just or, like, or the U.S. You know, even just common sense. Like, you know, not even cleaning it, just like avoiding a situation where something's pooping on something else. Like, you know. So I, I listened to a guy earlier today, and he had the coronavirus. He was a young guy, and he just was telling what it was like. So it starts off kind of like the cold. You just get the stuffy nose. Um, and you actually start to get better before you start to get worse. So you feel like you're getting better. Then all of a sudden, it starts like the flu, and you start to get your ears, your nose, everything starts to feel congested. And then, boom, you may get hit with pneumonia which basically feels like you have 20% of your lungs to use. It feels like you're breathing through a bag, which is very uncomfortable. And this was a young guy, so it is possible for young people to get hit. That's definitely possible. It's obviously a lower percentage chance, but, you know, there's always a possibility of things happening. Um, That's interesting, those initial symptoms you're pointing out there, Graham. Uh, That's especially difficult in Vancouver this time of year because this is allergy season now. Everyone, everyone sniffles. Yeah. And it's funny because you'll see it like you'll like sneeze and people will run away like you're like, like uh, your patient zero in some zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And and in fact, it almost in a way is like increasing the chance of getting pneumonia, like, you know, separate from COVID. Um, Because like a lot of people like I've had this happen to myself where I've got something kind of caught on the edge of my airway, like, you know, like some phlegm or something I've inhaled and like. I want to cough to make sure I don't inhale it, but then, like, there's people around, or I'm in a bus, and I'm like, oh, I can't cough. And then you probably just end up inhaling something you shouldn't have inhaled because you're, like, being all self-conscious, right? Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, um, we're at a point, we live in Vancouver, where it's not um, super extreme conditions. The government has told us, they recommend us to stay inside. They recommend us to keep our social distances. They recommend us to wash our hands properly. That means front, back of hand, underneath your nails, everything. Um, But when I go outside, I see people blatantly disregarding what the government is saying. 
I see people in groups. They're doing their workout circuits. They're touching the things they're touching. They're from different areas. They're, so it, it seems like not everyone is taking it very seriously or as serious as they should. Yes and no. I mean, there's always different viewpoints on things. And I think maybe some of those people definitely aren't taking it seriously. But I, I'd say just as many probably realize that, like you know, washing your hands, like the cross-contamination happens regardless. Like, you know, you look at studies and it's pretty much impossible to avoid contaminating things. There was just one I was reading uh, today, actually, that was kind of done to highlight COVID uh, risk where they took a teacher in a classroom and they put this uh, powder that glows under black light on her hands and got her to shake three students' hands and then told everyone to like, you know, make sure you're washing your hands super diligently. Don't touch things. Don't touch your face. And at the end of the day, the whole classroom was coated in the stuff. And even the teacher who had been told expressly not to touch her face had it on her face. So it's, you know, it's... The, the, you should be trying to not touch stuff. But the reality of the situation is that things are going to be touched. Right? That's why isolating yourself is so important. Because it is true, you're going to touch stuff. It's it's inevitable that you're going to touch stuff even if you try not to. It's going to happen. So limiting the amount of people you come in contact with means that even if you're touching the stuff around you, at least it's only a couple people, maybe just your family, that are getting affected by it. It's not just about protecting yourself. It's about protecting other people and potentially other people's family members because it's like a chain reaction and it could hit someone's grandma or, or someone that's weak and uh, they could have a bad time and they could be infected. So even though it's a struggle to be inside and you got to watch Netflix all day or what have you, do it for the people. Do it for Canada and do it for the world. side of this whole discussion is you know at what point does the economic impact start to outweigh the health benefits um, that you're seeing that that is true because our economy is getting hit no oh, it's already getting hit and every day if we quarantine for another month even harsher than things have been it's you know things are going to start sliding downhill real quick i see a huge issue is if for when or when people start getting more infected our hospitals don't seem very prepared to deal with the amount of people that may be coming into hospitals too, right? Um, because we don't have that many critical care units and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need those beds. And the reason why we are doing all these distancing and stuff like that is to delay the, the time of the amount of time that people are going to be heading into these hospitals so that we can maybe actually deal with the amount of people because if everyone comes in at once how are we supposed to deal with yeah you know and that that's a point where i feel like some people are getting a bit mixed up like everyone or a lot of people are eventually going to get the coronavirus it's yes. not like oh i'm gonna keep everyone safe it's yeah. like no they're gonna get it but we're just delaying instead of it. ten thousand people showing yeah. up at the hospital it's gonna be like a hundred at a time exactly right? that that's the major thing that's what we're trying to do yeah. um and i think that's a very important part is most likely a lot of people are going to get 
infected, but we want to keep the death rate and the seriousness because you have a lot higher percent chance of surviving if there's actually a bed for you and you're just Mm -hmm. not sitting waiting outside. And you can see in these other countries that they're not prepared and they don't have beds and people are dying. And we're just a couple weeks behind these places. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, you know, and I, I think really that like it's it's such a complex scenario, but I I personally feel that we should be tilting a little bit more towards encouraging at-risk individuals to isolate themselves rather than just shutting every single thing in the whole city down and laying people off, affecting their jobs. Now they can't pay their rent. Now they can't pay this, that. The federal government's already given out $75 billion in aid to it towards this. $50 billion in mortgage buyouts they announced and $25 billion in, um, I can't remember what that, the other 25 is, some health care related thing or EI. Yeah, may have been to the hospitals or something. Yeah, but it, you know, it's a lot of money we're spending on this. And it's not even enough. When you think if it keeps dragging on, they're going to need to do more because EI is what, like 40% of your paycheck? Yeah, it's not enough. We live in Vancouver. It's not enough. You can't live off 40% of your paycheck. You know, I I can't even describe with words. Like I have a very secure job, but today I found out kind of at the end of my day, maybe Monday I'm not going to have a job. Yeah. I have not felt that much stress since the last time like I was in a really shitty screwed up scenario like, you know, that no one would even want to be in. Like, that same level of stress today I was feeling. like, And no one should be, like, have their whole life uprooted just to, you know, oh, we want to maybe save Grandma Jane, so we're going to destroy everybody else's life. That's not the solution. Um, So what would you suggest as a solution? Well, like I said, I think Grandma Jane needs to be isolating herself and keeping herself away from risk factors. But it's you know. not it's not just Grandma Jane. Oh right? no, it's not. It, it, yeah. I'm very much oversimplifying it when I say that. But um, but it's more. You think that the people more at risk should be isolating themselves instead of everyone isolating themselves. Like in an ideal world, ever everyone would isolate themselves. But you but can't do that without economic impact. And they don't isolate yeah. themselves. So you have all these people that are supposed to be at home that are taking advantage of not working and just being outside and taking advantage of the lovely weather when, so you're getting screwed both ways. Well, and then the other thing too, um, with all these leniencies the government's doing now, like the city of Vancouver, if you're a full-time employee, you just pretty much have to say, yeah, I've got some pretty heavy flu symptoms and they boom, immediately you get full pay two weeks off. Just so like that. Even if I didn't feel sick, why wouldn't I? Oh yeah, I'm feeling like I might have Corona. Give me my two week vacation. Right? <laughs> like, Hey, man, might as well take advantage of it, I guess. Yeah, but it's just more money down the drain, right? Yep, it's more money down yep. the drain. Well, let's bring it to a little bit of a brighter side. When you're quarantined and at home, what do you do, right? You know, what do you yeah, do? you got to keep yourself busy, keep your mind active, keep your body healthy. Besides right? buying yeah. out the entire BCL liquor stores and going <laughs> to every single marijuana dispensary and buying that out, um, you can do activities like... For example, you want to work out, you know, you can use tension bands. There's thousands of videos on YouTube where you can use calisthenics, use your body weight. And even besides workouts, I think YouTube 
is a phenomenal resource. You know, yeah. even if you've got this time off, maybe you want to educate yourself on a topic that you're interested you in. You can learn anything. Yeah, there is so much out there on YouTube. I and would... it's not just all like some guy that's 12 years old in his basement trying oh, to no. tell you how to do something. There is educated, smart people yeah. on YouTube that are teaching you very interesting And you things. can usually find a presenter to fit your personality that you click with on a subject. Um, and on top of that, yeah, I'm just, there are so, so many things. And that's my number one point is that, you know, you should definitely be utilizing online resources to help you educate yourself and, you know, all that. Back to working out. You can also go for a run. You can be outside as long as you're far enough away from everyone else doing your own thing. You can do that. And, you know, there's people, I've been watching YouTubers that are, they're, they're body waiters. They're, they're bodybuilders. Mm -hmm. They do this for a living and their gym is closed and they're in a pickle. And you know what they did? They went and they bought a squat rack and they set it up in their house. And if you really need to, you can do that. Buy some weights, buy like a couple pounds. You know, and unless you're a professional bodybuilder, most people can see results just with like, yeah, and you, and you don't workouts. need to maintain need your muscle mass like on your bench press and stuff. Just 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 give a little bit of action to those muscles yeah. so you don't lose all of it by the end of this epidemic. Exactly. And I'm sh if you look it up, there are a thousand different like, uh, I not free weight exercises, but like, you know, just resistance-based stuff where you don't need any equipment, maybe a resistance band or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. Simple stuff. Or you're, even just your body weight. You can do so much with yeah. just your body weight. You know, read a book. This is time to expand your knowledge. Mm -hmm. Go on Netflix. I know most of you have already seen everything on Netflix, but <laughs> there's Clean Amazon house. Prime. You know, a lot of people, their house is a crazy mess. I know I'm one of those people. It's a great time to get on top of that cleaning you've been neglecting. That's true. Right? Like, I, I've been working from home, and it's like, get up in my, in my boxers, in my skivvies, make some tea, work. You know, I can, I put some laundry in and I do it on the side. Just takes mm -hmm. a couple seconds. You know, I can clean my room. It's like, now that I'm at home, I get bored. I want to do these things. I'm like, I want to clean my room. I want to do my laundry because I'm going to go crazy if I don't. Yeah. I can't just sit and watch Netflix day in and day out. <laughs> and also gaming. Gamers are lucky because Call of Duty is pretty sweet right now. You can play with your buddies. You can queue up safely so i wouldn't be surprised if gaming just went skyrocketed well, i wonder how their a... stocks are doing because a lot of people i know are just on the xbox playing with their buddies probably one of the only stocks that's going up right now that and campbell's soup yeah, 3m and any other respirator company <laughs> yeah exactly it's really hectic out here um we haven't really hit the peak of intensity I just really hope that people understand that we're not different than all these other places. We're just a little bit behind. Um, and soon enough, the infection will catch up with us. And if we don't take it a little bit more seriously, we might be in a little bit of a pickle. So Lyndon, my man, one last thing. What are you doing to hold your mind together? What are you, what are you doing to keep sane? Well, I've been fortunate enough that I still have work. Okay. So I, you know, I go to work every day and my, my schedule actually hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, you know, I still work five days a week. I, I get home, you know, I haven't been hanging out with as many people as I had in the past. And obviously, you know, you're taking some more precautions about, you know, keeping clean and separation and all of that. 
Um, but yeah, no, my schedule's pretty much more or less the same. Yeah, for me, I'm working from home. Uh, luckily, I can do that. Um, so I'm getting eight hours. I'm getting more steady work than I had before the coronavirus. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but yeah, um, I just hope that everyone's doing all right and stay safe. Uh, it's a dangerous time. And I would just like to say thank you for Lyndon for coming to chat with me because there's not many people that I can chat with at the moment. So I appreciate everything and um, have a good day. Peace out, guys.